Welcome to Opinion Havers, a movie podcast for people who had the movie spoiled for them. I'm Cody. And I'm Tyler. And that was, you phoned that one in, Cody. You said, could you tell? And I can tell. All you right? said you wouldn't be able to tell. <laughs> I thought I wouldn't be able to, but guess what, Cody? I lied. You know what? Here we go. I'll tell you Opinion Havers podcast for people who lied to Tyler, Cody. Because you told me, Cody, you said, let's, we got, we got to watch Guardians of the Galaxy. What did we watch, Cody? We watched Thor, Love and Thunder. Which is not Guardians of the Galaxy 4 or whatever. Three, Mm -hmm. whatever the next Guardians Mm -hmm. movie is. Like Mm -hmm. you constantly called it, Cody. Causing me to think I'm going crazy. (laughs) This is a terrible Guardians of the Galaxy movie. It's pretty bad. I mean, as a Guardians of the Galaxy movie, pretty underwhelming. Yeah. The volume by weight of Guardians to Galaxy in this movie was absurd. Yeah. So, Cody, what do you think of the movie? Well, let me tell you. I thought it was great. You know, it's it's a Taika Waititi movie. The worst Taika Waititi movie is better than most other movies, you know? And this one is no exception. It was a, it was great. It was excellent. You know, I heard I saw some articles, some headlines, you know, won't call you not in particular, like all mixed reviews, people or whatever. I walked out of this movie, satisfied, you know? I I was just a grin on my face. Hopping, skipping. I loved it. Okay. What did you think? I liked it. Would you like me to, you know, sum up to the the movies through <laughs> plot lines or anything? Or <laughs> Tyler, you're you're in the driver's seat. I feel at this point. <laughs> I feel like I started us on this journey. We have since mutinied, and now whatever you say goes. Really, and I'm here for it. I've got I've got a beverage to sip on. You go ahead. All right, you here go we go, Cody. Ahead. This movie is. We start, you know, it's Guardians of the Galaxy doing their adventures, all right? And Thor's there. But then, you know, as is as is his way, Thor, you know, he got to do his stuff. Batman's there. Uh, Batman's there. He's killing all the gods, you know. And Thor's like, oh, no, no, Batman. You got to stop doing that. No, that's bad. No, no, that's bad. How dare you, Batman. Um, and then uh, Natalie Portman is uh, is Thor as well, you know. And you know, Cody, I know, like me, we all don't like Natalie Portman. She ruined <laughs> we she ruined Star Wars. She seduced <laughs> Anakin away. She's like, no, Anakin, we can't. Let me let me just wear all my most revealing clothes around you as we're alone on this secluded beach resort. All right. So, you know, you know, Cody, you know, in episode two, she was walking around naked when the cameras weren't on. All right. And she was like, Anakin, what are you doing? Step Jedi Padawan learner. Right. That's what we're dealing with here. All right. That's what I'm thinking when I'm seeing Natalie Portman. And you know what? She uh, is good. All right. You know, and they went on an adventure. OK. They went on an adventure. Cody, look at me. Look me in the eyes. This is easily the longest synopsis. <laughs> it went on an adventure. What well, included me t- saying how much I dislike 
Padme Madonna. <laughs> Natalie Portman. Natalie Portman. Here, okay. Here's a little side tangent for you here, Cody. All right. You know my you know me. Whenever I see Natalie Portman in a movie, I'm like, ugh, I don't want to see that movie. All right. Mm. And I First said that movie to we Tiffany. ever saw together was a Natalie Portman movie. Yes. Which movie? With the worst movie you said? Annihilation. Annihilation. No, the first movie oh, first you and movie. I ever saw. Yeah. So, together. okay. So this is the conversation Tiffany and I had on the way home from this movie. And be saying, I don't like Natalie Portman, but I thought she did pretty good in this movie. It then went to Tiffany listing all the movies I've seen and me being like, I think she killed it in that one. So I like Natalie Portman <laughs> in every movie she's ever been in. I think she's a fantastic actor and she kills mm-hmm. it every time. But still, when I see her in a movie, I'm like, oh, man. Explain yeah, this like, to me. It's like the Anne Hathaway effect. There's yeah. a very strong vibe in, around the internet. So it's like, we don't like this person. It's like, right. She was good in that movie. They're like, yeah, she's pretty good in that one. She has an Oscar. We're like, yeah, she has an Oscar. You're like, okay. But she's good in that movie. She's like, yeah, but come on, look at her. You're like, okay, it's cool. Yeah. I mean, I get it. There are people that I just don't like. And I'm like, well, yeah, because remember that time they... All right, I don't know why I don't like him, but I'm allowed to not like him. You know, it's one of those. Yeah. And I told you, like everyone else likes them too. And you're like, (laughs) yeah, I told Tiffany, here's what I think it comes down to. All right. I think at the end of the day, it goes down to Natalie Portman looks too much like my sister. And every time she's up there being dramatic, I'm like, calm down, (laughs) Becky. All right. But it's not. It's Natalie Portman. It's not my sister. All right. Tyler, you have so many siblings, and I've met one of them, and it, it bums me out, you know? It bums me out that I know so few, you know, of your family. I don't, I don't know nobody. Yeah, you don't know. You don't even know if they're real, you know, if we're really being real right now. You don't even know if they actually exist, all right? They could be all lies, all right? I could be an only child. I wouldn't be surprised. Then who's Lee? I've seen him. Yeah, we did we ever call each other bro when you saw us though? <laughs> then you don't know. Hold on. <laughs> wow. Well, <laughs> did you so you enjoyed it? So you're saying, yeah. Dis, despite all of Natalie Portman's best efforts, you still enjoyed this one. Oh yeah. Yeah. I did too. I think, you know, people in the theater seem to enjoy it. I don't, I forget. I didn't look at the scores. I'd looked at them. I forgot them. So I'm, I'll be interested to get, when we get to that point, is there anything else we have to say to tee this movie up? Um, um, no. Well, Tyler, are you going to, can you can you take us take us down yeah. to Cody hop hop on yep. hop on hop on the hammer all right like a broom <laughs> like we're witches and we're just gonna flutter on over mm-hmm. we're just gonna flit on over to spoiler town on our on our witch brooms mm-hmm. get on over there you know oh yeah. Tyler, I've got a question for you. Okay. You want to go first? Let me go first. Uh, do you have notes? I guess that's my first question. Do you have notes? I've got, I do have notes. You know oh. I've got them. You know, you know I'm good for it. Okay. A follow-up question. 
do you need another five minutes for your monster to kick in? I don't need <clears throat> nothing. You know what I'm saying? I'm ready. You know what? I can do it. Since you're so ready, I want to start, Cody. That's what I want. I want to start this. I want to kick this off. All right. Are you ready? Yeah. Okay. Here we go. Cody, let me tell you about this movie. All right. This movie, I I saw it. I saw the trailers for it, you know, and Thor's there in the trailer. He's there. He's fighting. You know, I feel like here's okay. I got a bone to pick with these people. All right. When it's like when it's a big you can't put a big reveal moment in the trailer. Stop. Why? What are you doing? What is your problem? Who hurt you? Okay. Who came to you and said, you know, that's like your parents being like, get excited because we got you a PlayStation for Christmas in September. And then it's like, but I then I what then what? But they're like, but we just kind of told you about it, but you didn't get it yet. So we still want you to be excited when you open it. All right. That's what they've done to us, Cody. Stop showing the big reveals in the trailers. All right. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Do I need to say it again? Stop it. All right. Because what's the biggest point in the trailer? It's heckin' Natalie Portman catching Majorner or Mjolnir, <laughs> all right, as it's actually pronounced. But people, Cody, they can't pronounce Mjolnir, all right? It's not, they just can't do it. They cannot make it happen. Anyway, so I went into this being like, oh, I thought we'd gotten rid of Padme here, all right? But no, we got her, and we she was delightful. She was so excited to be a superhero, and I identified with that because it's like that's what I would be immediately being like, all right, First things first, catchphrase, all right? Screw all this superhero stuff. Most important thing, it's Morbin time. That's my catchphrase. I don't care what my superpower is. It's Morbin time, Cody. Trademarked, it's Morbin time. I'm going to make Morbius a success if it kills me, okay? But so the, it starts out, you know, it's like, I like, it's, you know, you got Thor, he's on his, like, I like him in his, his, uh, he looked very much, uh, you know, he got his long hair back, like the, like the dude, you know, in his robe, and then he rides off on his little broom. I like that the, he's like made it a big deal. Like, he's like, I'm going to go here and meditate. What, has he been there for five minutes? Because they just went there and immediately started fighting, right? That's what happened, right? <laughs> he's been up there for a few minutes. And then they've been like, hey, man, like, we really need your help. You got... And then they've like, he does his speech. And then they're like, there's the little, like, little eye rolls and stuff. And, like, Drax being really excited about his, like, cool line. Like, it ends today and stuff. I was like, oh, they've been doing this, like, for a while. And like this is like the 80th planet they've saved and i was like i like that i love that i want to like a t- i want like one of those like limited run like shorts like i don't even want a full tv show i just want like the 15 minute one-off things of like random adventures of thor and the guardians of the galaxy i think that would be a lot of fun you know like you get see, you see what's his face uh james gunn's brother that he always puts as like a slug monster what's his name you know, Randy gun or something, right? Get hit, hit himself in the face with the spike. That was fun. All right. And then he, sh- you know, shatter and stuff, shatter in the glass ceilings as it were, Cody. That's what Thor's doing. Here. Uh, I, I, so I liked that. I liked the, 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 him going on his, he's a, uh, he going on, he's going on his self discovery, right? And he's yelling at, let me tell you about this thing, Cody. Look, this Thor hammer, this Mjolnir is a slut. All right, I'm saying it right now. Mjolnir is a slut. (laughs) 
Ed Stormbreaker is too sensitive. All right, that's the problem. All right, Mjolnir's coming around here just getting picked up by anyone and everyone. All right, you want Mjolnir? Here it is. All right, look, she, Mjolnir's going with Thor, is going with Hela, is going with uh, Steve Rogers, is going with uh, Natalie Portman, it's going with, you know, whoever wants Mjolnir. They're getting it, all right? And that's my problem. Stormbreaker is loyal, and it's not getting the respect it deserves from Thor, all right? Stormbreaker can control the Bifrost. It's 10 times the size, it seems like. <laughs> Mjolnir looks like a toy next to Stormbreaker, right? Am I right? Am I right? It's like you've gone out, you've gotten yourself a woman, and this you know, this like girlfriend you had in first grade shows back up and you're like, oh, what's going on here? It's like you got yourself a woman here, man, a grown woman. And you're paying attention to this like drugged out hooker that you dated in first grade. All right. You know, you got to move on, my guy. Look, Mjolnir is literally Mjolnir's life has literally fallen to pieces, Cody. OK, that's what you don't understand. Literally gone to pieces. All right. It could not. Mjolnir could not take the pressure, all right, of being with Thor, quite literally, all right? Crumbled to pieces, fell apart, right? All right, Tyler, I'm about to cut you off right there. You're on a roll, and I hate to... D breaks my heart, but now... Shh, keep quiet. Shh, shh, shh. I'm going. I'm going, I'm starting now. <laughs> I look, here's what's great about Taika Waititi and his movies. Other directors would be like, oh, yeah, uh, Mjolnir's back. It, cool, huh? This is a cool moment. And for, for Taika Waititi's like, no, we're, we're setting up a whole jealousy love triangle with Thor and his two hammers. <laughs> you know, delightful. I love the way they do it. Um, just wonderful. What a wonderful element to add to the movie. <laughs> Thor, like, because it's not just about Thor fixing his relationship with Natalie Portman. He's having to deal with the love triangle of Stormbreaker Mjolnir. Delightful. What? What a man. What a man among men. Love to have Taika around. I thought it was fun. You know, the movie is, is a fun one. They dive right in. They're like, we're doing 80s stuff, all right? 80s music, 80s ballads. We got them. We got <laughs> Chris Hemsworth dressed like Axl Rose. Check, okay? 80s band shirts. I spotted a Phantom of the Opera t-shirt at one point on, uh, what's her name? Valkyrie's wearing. It's like, this is great. I love that it's just, you know, it wasn't, it was like over the top, but in a fun way. And then it was just kind of peppered throughout. The, it was like, like you said, ton of fun Easter eggs in the movie. I love that. I love that they went for it. I like that the movie kept it fun. Um, I feel like Taika Waititi talked about kind of trying to reinvent the movie and do something fun and interesting, a new angle if he could. And Ragnarok was so different. And this one, I feel like they even, they just took it further. And they were like, no, we're, you know what? We're just going to have Taika Waititi narrate it as what's his name? I can't remember the rock guy. Korg. Uh, <laughs> you know, Korg does like the intro narration, and it's like, this is perfect. If you're not up to date on the Thor movies for whatever reason, Taika Waititi gives you a little rundown of like, look at Thor. Here he is. This is him on a battlefield as a baby. <laughs> this is him, you know, this is great. And, and they do it a few times throughout the movie, and it's fun each time. I love it. Uh, I thought the movie was very funny, and I, you know, I appreciate that most of all. When you can just sit and enjoy it, I'm all about it. I do think it was interesting. I feel like some Marvel movies are all about, they do a lot with the action. And this one had plenty of action in it, but I didn't feel like it was the focus. I don't know if that was like a good thing or not. 
but I appreciate that they went all in on the humor and it was very funny. And at the end, I thought there was a really great like plot driven ending and a really I love the ending of this movie. That was my favorite part of the movie, even as funny as it was. I thought the ending um, was perfect. So good. So a lot of heart, a lot of humor. But I do think in some ways it was almost lacking in the action, just like, I don't know, but it's hard when it's all so stylized and big. I don't know, it's hard to say. I liked, it had those cool Marvel moments where you're like, oh, this is um, a cool new way they use their powers, which Thor is always a fun one to do. And in this one, they had like Mjolnir breaking into pieces and using that as a weapon. I thought that was really cool. So I, I like that, those parts of the action. But I don't know, just kind of thinking to some movies are more about the fighting and this one was much more about uh, everything else, which is good. It was great. I loved it. But just something I thought about. I thought Christian Bale was excellent. He was super good, really interesting character. I loved how creepy it was. And honestly, I could have had more Christian Bale and specifically more speaking scenes for Christian Bale. I feel like there are only one or two where you got to do a lot of talking. I thought he was so good as the villain. I wish he got to do more, a little more uh, speaking. Still, I thought he was great. I thought he was top tier, a very compelling villain. And uh, very well done. I liked it a lot. And I like that at the end, because I don't know, sometimes you do the movies and it's like, look, we redeemed the villain. And sometimes that makes you feel like, why did we do this whole conflict in the first place? You know? And I think this movie did it perfectly. Where I was like, no, it made sense they had this conflict because they had to get to this point. And then we can do some redeeming and then we'll resolve the plot further. Like it wasn't just, oh, no, he's a good guy now. Um. They did it a different way, you know? But I think it was necessary to have the conflict they had, if that makes any sense at all. I love the whatever it is, the City of the Gods. We gotta talk about this. This is a good this is a good landing spot for me. There's like a samurai god hanging out. My absolute favorite favorite was the bow god, just like a god of dumplings and, and uh, you know, sticky buns or whatever. I was like, this is the best thing I've ever seen. Furthermore, a god that's just feet and a head <laughs> wearing a helmet. I don't even know what that was, but he got like five close ups. Can you explain to me who that guy was? The feet and a head guy? <laughs> he was feet. He was a head on top of two feet. Yeah. What was he? What was Jimmy, he? The um, god of? I, I don't know. <laughs> the little cartoon bow god, fantastic. <laughs> Just a dude who's a head. Yeah. Wonderful. He was wonderful, and I appreciated him personally. Um, I, I was looking through some of the uh, the trivia. I like that. Mm-hmm. Um, there's. It always seems like there's one of these it's with like every single one of these Marvel movies nowadays, right? Where somebody's like, I'm not going to do it. That's beneath me and stupid. Enter the children. (laughs) If you don't do this, we will hate you forever. Fine, I'll Mm. do it. So who was that? It was Christian Bale. Wow. Because he's like, look, I did Batman. I don't want to get dressed up as a (laughs) a super thing again. Because he hated putting on. Specifically, he hated putting on the Batman costume. Mm -hmm. Um, And then they were like... uh, his kids are like, please. And he was like, fine. So you think that's so funny. I didn't realize. Yeah. 
He uh, he did not want to do it. Cool. I heard him talk a lot about the uh, physique too, because he was like, you know, he obviously he's an actor that'll go hard. He'll yeah. gain weight, lose weight, get buff. He was like, when they talked about, it, he's like, I'm not gonna lift weights against Chris Hemsworth. There's no winning that battle. And they were like, no, don't worry. You know, he's like, I was coming off a movie where I had to be pretty skinny too, and they were like, don't worry about it. We'll we'll find a good character design, a nice happy medium. And I thought they did a really good job with it, but. Yeah, I did like like that. It did seem like it's one of the few roles he takes where they don't take advantage of his ability to change his body where they it did kind of come across as they were like, nah, just just come however you are and we'll figure it out, you know, which, you know, and it worked well because they made him such like a slinking shadow guy, you know, like, no, it kind of makes sense that he's like a leaner. Yeah. Squirrely dude. At one point, like one of these directors is going to kill Christian Bale, right? Like he can't (laughs) do this forever. I know the, I know exactly the director that's going to do it to Christian Bell. <laughs> he's going to be one of those actors who's like, you know what? I'm actually going to direct it, and he's going to kill himself trying to direct and star in a movie. He's going to play two characters, one 600 pounds, one 98 pounds, and he's going <laughs> to actually. It's like the fighter, and he's like, okay, I'm a suit, but it's sumo. He's like, I'm the sumo wrestler, but I'm also the sumo wrestler's trainer. <laughs> I'm like, okay, oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah, would, There's some. Yeah, I like how that's so funny that <laughs> I just like that Christian Bale, known for being able to go from skinny to yoked more than almost any other actor, just mm-hmm. says absolutely not when <laughs> faced with the 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 chance of having to go up against Chris Hemsworth. Well, it also because- feels like every movie Chris Hemsworth gets a little bit more yoked. You know, well, like he's not okay. This is I love Chris Hemsworth, right? I, my favorite mm-hmm. thing is watching the is seeing like all the behind the scenes stuff with the other actors who like had to exercise like crazy, especially like Chris Evans, who he's like even he'll be like he's naturally like a skinny dude, you know. He's like I think if he just kind of eats normal, he'll he like settles kind of around like your kind of body style. Like I don't, mm. it'd be like you getting yoked, right? Like you'd have to right. try really hard. I'm on my way. Chris we'll Hemsworth, get there. Who's sitting there eating like normal, <laughs> like, like he'll order and like eat normal foods and just work out a, an average amount and gets jacked. Mm-hmm. And I think about like, you know me, I'm massively overweight, but when I do go to the gym, I gain muscle and like go up weight really, really fast. Mm-hmm. And I remember back to when I was going to the gym with my brother who does not do that. And he got really annoyed with me and I was like, it's very funny. So I was like, not that I could be Chris Hemsworth cause I'm fat mm. Cody. I'm a big boy. I'll here's the thing. Tyka put me in your movie. I'll be a fat guy. Put me in the movie. If you Tyka with TD, here's the thing. If you are going to direct a dragon ball Z movie, with mm. boo in it <laughs> hit me up i can be fat oh, what's worth which guy. one's fat boo which one's the fat one is it the second one i don't know right cody i don't know i forget is it the first one or the second one who gets the, thinner over time right? he's a baby just, right he's a child then big boy then buff boo right then he's buff yeah something like then that he's yoked something anyway like that. but i just like where they're all sitting there eating like their kale chips and there's chris hemsworth like horking down a pizza and they're all just yeah. glaring at him like, we hate you, you know, like I have to eat 200 calories a day and lift weights for eight hours to look like this. Mm-hmm. You just like look at a set of weights and you're jacked. I mean, he was huge because he has a, he has like a shirtless scene. I mean, more than just shirtless. He was naked for a few seconds. 
for like six lines worth of dialogue. Anywho, he was huge when they when he's on the the thing and Thor puts him in the chains. That dude, I haven't seen him bigger. He was ginormous. Yeah, I think I honestly think he's gonna be like like I mean, it seems like he's gonna be like the Rock and just get bigger and bigger, right? Yeah, because like the Rock gains muscle easier probably than most people do, do and he enjoys working out. Like mm-hmm. that's what he does to relax. I would imagine Chris Evansworth might be a similar situation. Well, I've heard from Chris. I've heard Chris Evansworth trainer talk about his regimen. Like they don't work out for a long time. They do like super intense short sessions. So yeah. it's not even like he has to spend all day. It's like no, we go super hard for like twenty minute sessions. That's it. Yeah. Now my one of my brothers loves to work out, and it's really funny. He got like dad fat, you know, like real hard dad bod, and then yeah. he started working out again recently and i saw a video for fourth of july with him in it and i was like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh immediately got huge again it's very funny my other brother also got huge in another way but he doesn't listen to the podcast you know <laughs> but if he ever does lee you getting chubby all right just no one's gonna tell you i'm here to tell you <laughs> you gotta you gotta stop but i uh, respect it yeah, I like. Did you see the video where it's it's Taika Waititi on uh, one of the late shows? You know, where mm-hmm. he's got the picture of Chris Hemsworth naked, but the butt is blurred, and he's like in the movie. It's not blurred. You get the whole <laughs> Hemsworth. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, oh, that's good. Uh, he's so great, man. I follow him on Instagram. He has some great posts. Like, <laughs> he's fun. He's, yeah. he's a cool dude. Another fun Taika Waititi fact that I'm sure you have in your notes, but I'm about to steal it right now. He uh, invited Natalie Portman to be in his uh, Star Wars movie. So funny. I could not believe that when I saw it. <laughs> Just <laughs> forgot she was in three whole Star Wars movies. <laughs> it's like, it's not just like she was a background It's like, have you ever heard of Star Wars? Do you want to be, you'd be really good in this. <laughs> oh, I already done the Star Wars thing, but yeah. why not? Why couldn't she? Someone else has been in multiple roles in a Star Wars movie, right? I don't think so. What's his name? Was Jango Fett and uh, Boba Fett? Oh, right? yeah. He was Bam. a person in the clone I of that person. <laughs> Actually, if you want to say that, he's played three that roles. He's, clone played. Child. he's been <laughs> like all, and he does voices for him too, doesn't he? In like, for the um, Bad Batch or whatever. Doesn't he do like yeah, multiple Yeah, I think in some of them. He doesn't do it in like the Clone Wars show because the guy, mm. it's really funny because he is... Uh, his voice it's so funny if you have the opportunity watch like a scene from episode three where it has his voice as the clones and then watch the clone war show because when you watch them far apart you're like yeah that's probably the same guy and then you watch them right next to each other it's like they just got a random dude like is that even a real british accent or is that an american doing like like that weird medieval british accent Mm. you know it's like you're just yeah. doing a weird, it's like, oh, here's a New Zealand guy. Here's a dude that's like, I can do that same accent. And then they can't. And it's obviously not the same person. And it's a, it's shocking, Cody. Mm-hmm. But Cody, I just want to reiterate that you were a fool for calling this uh, Guardians of the Galaxy so many times. <laughs> Because there's they yeah. were not in this movie past what ten minutes. Fun. I saw I saw Taika talk about that. He's like, yeah, the plan was always to like have them in the beginning and then ditch them. I was like, well, why did we even set it up? <laughs> like, it's fine. But 
I I assumed there would be like a whole movie with them. Like I thought Guardians three would be that. Yeah. But and they just popped up and they didn't, which is fine. I mean, it was a fun, it was a fun intro. And oh, the best part of the intro easily though is the goats. Oh goats. my goodness! <laughs> he, gets, he saves the the city by uh, absolutely destroying <laughs> these people's sacred temple. That oh, they yeah. gift him with a couple of goats. And you hear the humans screaming, you're like, oh no. And the goats come into frame, you're like, oh, it's the goats. And they just scream. The whole movie never got old. It must have been like 12 times when you hear the goats scream when they're entering, when they're exiting. Which it's amazing. It's so funny because like that's like accurate to Norse mythology. Mm, really? That is that his, his like chariot or sleigh yeah that is sleigh or sled that he rides around on is pulled by two giant goats <laughs> <laughs> so it's like oh yeah. man so i just imagine like taika read that's one of the things i did like because i've noticed it I, I can't remember what the there was a few things in um in ragnarok where taika watiti like very obviously like went back and studied norse mythology like thor because mm-hmm. One of the cool things about Norse mythology versus any of the other mythologies is that the Norse gods are very much like, it's like, oh, you thought the Greek gods were supposed to be like kind of humanized and relatable versus some of the other like cultures gods. Mm -hmm. Wait till you hear these people where it's like, there's legitimately a major story where it's like Loki being like, all right, here's how we get the hammer back. Thor, we're going to dress you up like a girl and you're going to meet this dude who's blind and pretend to be his wife. <laughs> and that's how they get his hammer back when Loki as a prank steals it and gives it to this dude. And then Thor's like, I'm going to rip you in half if you don't get this back. It's like, cool, cool. we're going to oh put you in a dress. <laughs> so like, that's a real wow. story they used to tell to each other. Right. So it's like, mm-hmm. there's lots of opportunities for ridiculous stuff in, uh, in like these movies so i i like i feel like him and taika watiti with thor is like a really good match because you can he can take yeah. advantage of those but i just like the, yeah. the fun vibe that he brings to the movies because i feel like the all the other ones all the other like marvel movies right mm-hmm. even even like guardians of the galaxy it's like bright and shiny, but there is like this undertone of seriousness, which is like, but I feel like with the Taika Waititi movies, there's much more of a, like, we know we're going to win in the end. And this is, we know we're heroes and this is a hero adventure. And we all know that we're going to win. So we're just going to have fun with everything else in the, in the process. And then maybe there's like one or two moments where you're like, Oh shoot, maybe they won't win. Right. But it's like in the end, they're going to win. They may not win the way you think you do, but it's, it's like, I always feel like in his movies, it's very much he's like, Thor's not going to die. You know it. I know it. I can't, No one's going to kill Thor in one of these movies. That'd be crazy for a superhero to die in a movie. A superhero Ridiculous. Movie. Who would do it? No one's brave enough, Cody. <laughs> yeah, well, especially... It's nice, too, because I feel like so many... Even, like, the post... Um, Endgame Marvel... Everything is dealing with the effects of what happened in Endgame, you know? And it's like, oh, it's so dark. And I've even seen, there's like that meme where it's like, MCU phase four, you'll need therapy, you know? <laughs> because there's so many like, like heartbreaking breaking storylines. And not that there isn't that in this movie, there is, right? Natalie Portman has cancer in this movie. Yeah. And we're in spoiler town, so we can talk about it. But she dies at the end of it. 
But even with all that, you know, like Taika goes hard on whatever he does. If he's going for like humor, it could be absolutely over the top and ridiculous, but also like just super fun, super colorful, super stylized. And I love that he takes advantage of that. And then even when it gets dark, like Christian Bale's character is so scary in this movie, you know, so unsettling and his scenes with the kids and he has monsters that come out of the shadow. Like he goes hard on There's a monochrome sequence, which looked great when they're in like the dark moon planet, you know, absence of colors. Like, oh, I just appreciate that he goes so hard on whatever he's doing. And he kind of, I think I heard him talk in an interview about how, you know, we, there's everything in this movie, right? There's going to be romance and there's going to be humor. There's going to be action and whatever he's doing in that moment, he goes for it. And so this movie has such a wide range of what it does. And I appreciate that because, you know, not, not all of the Marvel movies are quite going for that. But at the end of the day, movie has a ton of heart. And like you said, so much of the movie is just like, we're just having a good time. Like, this is a lot of fun. Yeah. And there's humor in it. You know, every scene, almost every scene has got like its own dose of humor. And um, it made it super watchable. Just real, just a joy. I think that the. Uh, his so his movies, the, the Ragnarok and this one, right? Mm-hmm. To me, seem like the closest that like the MCU proper has and probably ever really will really get to like the Deadpool kind of mm. vibe, right? Yeah, where it's like you know, like even that they you know same kind of thing where they deal with real serious stuff, but then they you know kind of go around it with humor too, <clears throat> and so like and. If I was going to if you were going to try to bring Deadpool into the MCU like universe, like you would have mm-hmm. to get Taika Waititi to do that movie. Right? He'd be so good at it. Yeah, because he can do it where it's like, I feel like these are just as funny and he would be able to skirt the line of like, how far can we go with this? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Before it's like, oh, no, that can't be like an MCU movie and be like, all right, so we're just going to go right up to the line. And then just like when you're not looking, I'm going to like step across it and come back real fast yeah yeah Yeah. and it's it's hard to do and that's why it's so cool to see someone just go for it like like what she has and maybe that's why you see some things like oh there's mixed reviews on the movie but i thought it was super successful i'm pulling off all the vibes every kind of vibe really yeah if you want to like the uh sorry you you go ahead i'll pull up some no i was just gonna pivot so if you've got something Along those well, lines. I was gonna Go I was gonna talk about the the success and like the ratings of the movie. So if you got, we can do that towards the end of here when we're about to wrap well, up. You know. All right. Well, yeah. I'll. Uh, I did want to talk a little about Zeus. So Russell Crowe yeah. comes in and plays Zeus. Let me tell you, uh, Russell Crowe, like a chubby Russell Crowe, playing Zeus and just twirling around his thunderbolt was. <laughs> amazing i could have watched like 10 minutes of him just like who huh, twirling in behind his back and shooting it away and catching it I was like oh i love the thunderbolt i'm like this is great i really i really like this um yeah. i read somewhere that russell crowe was like i think i'm gonna do a greek accent for it and taika was like i don't know like shouldn't you know maybe we should do like more like the mythology kind of thing or it should be just like british like an old british accent so everything they did they shot twice they did it with the Greek accent, with the British accent. And Taika was like, oh, yeah. Once we got to the editing room, we're like, absolutely. Russell was right. The Greek <laughs> accent wins. I like um, that so he I, didn't go for, like, the, like, 
Greek god kind of Greek accent, like ancient yeah. Greek. He went for like the like like a skeezy like, yeah, Greek like, guy yeah. running like, like a my uncle like, that's from like Greece a pawn or something, shop you know? or something, yeah. a bookie or something like that. Yeah. yeah, I mean, well, that's what I liked about it too. Is you know sometimes we think about gods and we're like, oh yes, the Almighty gods, but like you talked about with like Norse and Greek mythology, a lot of times they're very humanized. You're like, no, they've got problems and they're very, they're deeply flawed. They're just also super powerful. Yeah, so I love like, like a Zeus is a total beings. dick. <laughs> he's, yeah. he's a womanizer and he causes problems and you know, whatever. So I really like that in this, they just really embrace like, what if he was like a totally washed out, you know, like <laughs> terrible dude, not take, you know, not actually addressing any problems, but he's just here party and he's a party guy, which is really, you know, Zeus was absolutely a party guy. So yeah. it was just really fun to see him lean hard into that. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, I like the mo- like the moment where he comes down and he's like, "Yeah, I'm scared. There's a guy out there killing gods, and he doesn't know how to get here, so we're fine. Just yeah, like, yeah, like chill out. Mm-hmm. Come to the orgy, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, he's like, you're very close to being uninvited to the orgy or whatever. <laughs> it's fantastic. It's fantastic. Um, <laughs> oh, speaking orgy of- jokes in an MCU movie. I'm all oh, for it. So I love it. And the. <laughs> I love that the real quick since we're back to the to the city of the gods thing, right? Where mm-hmm. did you notice that Cor the what Nani Nani Korg's god is sitting on the the throne of scissors? Yeah. Uh, oh no, I did. His rock beat scissors. Oh, rock paper scissors. Oh my gosh, I didn't even clock. That's oh, too funny. So funny. <laughs> throne of scissors. <laughs> Oh, man. It's one of those things where it's like, you know, like the meme that's been going around since Thor Ragnarok where people are like, so Korg was in jail because he didn't print enough pamphlets. So he was defeated by paper. And you're always like, nah, that's dumb. And then you're, you're like, no, that's exactly what Taika Waititi was going for. <laughs> like a thousand oh percent. Gosh. That's exactly what he was going for with that. That is so funny. Um, and then the other Easter egg is like at the end, he like has a kid with a another rock guy named. Dave Dwayne. Ray. Oh, Dwayne. And yeah. Taika has confirmed. He's like, no, absolutely. It was absolutely a nod to Dwayne Johnson. Like, uh, which is like, oh, that's so brilliant. Uh, it's like they Man. hold hands over a, what is it? They hold hands over a, a molten, molten. It was like a bowl of lava or something. Yeah. yeah. Gosh, oh. it's so funny. And then speaking of Zeus, um, maybe we can just jump, jump ahead to the, one of the Easter or Easter eggs, one of the stingers at the end um so i saw this with two of my friends who watched ted lasso mm-hmm. i don't know if you've seen ted lasso nope. but it has brett goldstein in it mm-hmm. and so when they show zeus being like no one respects the gods or whatever and like you gotta help my son and it's brett goldstein as hercules we freaked out so he writes and stars in ted lasso um as one of the players who says the f word all the time cool and let me tell you yeah. Uh, we freaked. I've never seen four adults be so excited for anything in my life. Like we almost jumped out of our seats, like <laughs> mouths wide open. So excited to have Brett Goldstein as Zeus, play Zeus in a, in a future movie or sorry, Brett Goldstein play Hercules in a future movie. Like that is fantastic. He looks so good. That's funny. Cause like when I saw it, I was just like, well, I don't care even a little bit about that. <laughs> so I guess I need to watch Ted Lasso. <laughs> That lasso's so good, obviously, but he's super great in it. And um, yeah, I mean, I think his first like big acting role is probably Ted Lasso because 
he was writing it and he was like, oh gosh, I think I could definitely be this character and no one's going to believe me. <laughs> so at the end, so he's like, so at the very end of finishing writing season one, I was like, hey, I think I'd be good at this. Here's my audition tape. <laughs> Don't laugh at me. Anyway, they put him in and he's great. So anyway, uh, he super excited. He appears to have gotten much more jacked for the role of mm-hmm. Hercules. Yeah, uh, yeah. He wears a ton of uh, jumpsuits in the second season. So I wonder if he was like in the process of transforming or... I don't know if he was or not, but he also plays a professional soccer player. So I don't know why he couldn't be. I mean, I don't know many that are jacked, though. That's the thing. No, you're right. You're right. I'm just wondering. I'm what I'm trying to wonder, figure out is the timeline of when did he get jacked? Because he's crazy jacked in that picture or in the movie in uh, Thor at the end. Yeah. Anyway, super excited. He's great. Yeah. Oh, I'm glad that that's yeah, that you that you got that. And it's finally, cool. He's like he's British, but he's like Mediterranean heritage or whatever. So it's also cool yeah. that like they got a Mediterranean dude to play Hercules. So that'd be great. Um, I want to talk a little bit about the ending, just if we want to dive into the meat of the plot. Oh, real quick, I just saw a little yeah. fact here that does confirm he that Thor is the biggest he's ever been. This is the biggest that Chris Hemsworth has been. Yeah, I mean, he, he passed the eyeball check for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I, I love it in the movie. The whole thing is, I love that Thor, like, makes a, you know, ask Mjolnir to protect Natalie Portman, and that kind of is the impetus for when she goes to New Asgard, then she's able to pick up Mjolnir, um, and that's how she becomes Thor. And I thought it was really interesting, really compelling. So she's got cancer, and... The choice, you know, towards the end of the movie, it's they're on their adventure. And at one point, Hercule or uh, gosh, it's so hard. Chris Hemsworth says, we're like, hey, like, look, obviously, I'd love to fight with you and, and everything, but I, I need you to get better. You know, I, I want us to have our future and and I need to do this fight alone, you know. So that's like leading into the big battle. That's what he decides. And so he goes and I thought it was really great that he used Thunderbolt to like give all the kids the power of Thor, you know, for the fight. And so the kids, the Asgardian kids, fight off the shadow monsters and they do the whole thing. But Natalie Portman chooses to come and fight too. And I thought it was cool because I feel like, you know, a big complaint about Natalie Portman in the first two movies is like, she's just like a damsel in distress, you know, like whatever, and Thor has to save her. So it was really cool that they brought her back and it's like, no, it's, it's her chance. Like she gets to make the choice of like, hey, do I do I help or not? And do I sacrifice myself? And so I thought it was really cool that she got to make that decision. Um, and then like the kicker, right? So she does that and that, that gets them all to like that last stage where Christian Bale has the chance to make his, like his grant, his one wish. Um, so I really like, like I said, they had to do that whole fight and, and everything to get to that point. Um, and it's just them with Christian Bale and he's about to make his wish and, He's like, I forget what even the exchange is, right? But Christian Bale's like, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to make my wish, whatever. But they've destroyed the corrupting evil god killer sword. And he's like, I'm not even going to waste my time with you when I can spend my last moments, you know, with with Natalie Portman, with the person I love. And so they give, you know, they kind of give him that idea of like, hey, well, you know, yeah, you can wish to kill all the gods. You can also... Why not wish to have you know your last few moments with the person you love? And I thought that was really sweet. And um, that gives Thor his little orphan girl, you know? And yeah. that's, it's 
living on with Christian Bale being like, hey, I'll take care of your daughter. And it's also like Natalie Portman where she's like, I don't know, it's just so beautiful to be like, all right, take all the love from these people and put it in her and and now you guys are together. And I thought that was great because, you know, so much of the movie is Thor trying to figure out what his deal is and what he's doing, his purpose in life. And is it love? And he loves Natalie Portman and they can't be together, but now he loves this person. I thought that was so great. It was so, so tender. Yeah. I thought it was beautiful. That was a beautiful way to end a movie. Like, you know, so funny all movie, but it has like this heart to it. And I thought it was a fantastic conclusion. Yeah. Which I like, I liked kind of like what you say, like it, that, I feel like sometimes they do something like that where, you know, you, you struggle with the comic book endings are usually like cheesy when it's like, Oh, well love conquers all or something, you know, mm-hmm. where it's like, but I like that they really framed it in that way. Like you're saying where, you know, he had the option to kill all the gods, but then, you know, cause one, the sword is gone. So that like corrupting influence is gone now. And mm-hmm. then him being, you know, him watching Thor choose to be like, you're about to wish us all dead. So I'm going to, even if I'm only going to be alive for a couple seconds, I'm not going to waste it arguing with you. I'm going to go over here and then him having the realization and get it, seeing his daughter again. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I think there are definitely probably some people that are like, well, that was cheap. And it's like, well, what did you want? You want, did you want him to wish? I want all the superheroes in the, in the Marvel universe to be gone or something. Mm-hmm. You know? It's like, okay, yeah. that's not going to happen. But it it was nice. I felt like it was more than like him being like giving the, it was better than I think some of the other movies where it would have been like Thor giving like an impassioned speech or something. Which he does all movie, right? Yeah. <laughs> Every battle he's like, all right, I got to come up with some speech. And you know, his, his tagline, this movie, which is this ends here and now, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, I at the beginning. It was, it was a Drax that was like mouthing it. Like where he's I like, I think it was Star Lord was like here and now. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Oh man. Yeah, it was great. And honestly, it blew my mind at the end where they're like, you know, when they tie in with the title and say they're just known as Love and Thunder. I was like, oh, (laughs) it's so cute. I didn't even it like it literally blew my mind. You know, it just blew my mind to that they tied in the child. Like I didn't even think about you know because I assume with Love and Thunder is like, well, he's the god of thunder and he's you know Natalie Portman's back, so it's about love. So I just thought it was a brilliant way to tie in the title. You know. It was like the beginning and end of the movie. Yeah. And it's 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 Chris Hemsworth's actual real life daughter, Cody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, okay, I thought I saw that somewhere. Yeah. Um I think there were a couple like clunky bits in the movie for me a little bit because they were going so hard in whatever direction they picked. I feel like in the first half there were a couple like bits and pieces where I was like, man, where are we at right now? <laughs> where are we headed? And some scenes that were like so over the top. But I think especially once it hits the midpoint, it builds the momentum so well towards the ending. And I thought the ending was so strong that that kind of didn't matter as much. Like what, whatever they were doing in the beginning, it was just kind of like a fun way to start the movie. Yeah, I just think the ending was fantastic. And yeah. they did a great job with that. I don't yeah. know, did you feel like there were some like clunky bits or did it kind of, did the movie flow pretty well for you? I thought, I mean, I thought it flowed as well as like any of the comic book movies. Cause I feel like there are some, there's points with the comic book movies where you kind of just have to be like, all right, now we go to the next thing, you know? And I've just like, I don't really notice it, you know, that sometimes it's a little bit 
ham. Yeah. And it, you know, and it can be hard when it goes. Some of them are trying to tie in so many things, you know, whereas this one, it's like, hey, remember our time with the Guardians? We're doing that for 10 minutes and then we're done. <laughs> now, now it's a Thor movie and we're just doing that. Yeah. So I think it does have some, you know, there's some benefit to doing it that way, whereas other ones are like, all right, now we got to tie it into what are the other, other Avengers doing or. Yeah. This is a direct result of Endgame, so we got to talk about Blip for a bit or throw in some lines about it. Which I did like this, where they do reference it, Cody. I, you know, <laughs> the, where the Infinity she Cones been, or whatever, what was it? Oh, a no, one. no um, where she's like, what's it been, three years? And he says it's been eight because she was gone for five years. Oh, yeah. I didn't even so, think that. Yeah, I, I never thought of it either. It's just like clicking through. And I was That's like, smart. oh, that makes sense. Yeah, that, is, that she... Yeah, and Good. this one it has, has such a good tie-in because they spend so much time in New Asgard. I'm like, oh, that's a great, you know, because that was a big part of Infinity War Endgame is that they lost Asgard. Um, so it was cool to see New Asgard try to go. One of my favorite little jokes in the movie was when, <laughs> what's is it? What's what's the little bug guy's name? Meek. Meek. He's in he's in a suit the whole time, which is great because yeah. he's like the he's like the scribe or the secretary for the king, you know, whoever yeah. the king is, which is Valkyrie. And you know, he's like squealing, writing all the stuff, and they're like, Do you have to be doing that? He's like, he's taking minutes. Yeah, <laughs> it's just, it's just a like, board of doodles. Yeah, just like, like crazy doodles of like the battles weird. and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> he's taking minutes. Just doodles. Yeah. Uh, I think it was Valkyrie's he's like, 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 well, he could do it in a minute or something like that, which was like I like the quips, you know, they were good. They were yeah, quippy. they were good. And I thought Valkyrie was funny. I was like, you don't like being king? He's like, look, I like being king, but there's so many, you know, town halls that, that you know, ra- just all this Raven mail and town halls that could have been Raven mail. <laughs> you know, I, I love when they work in their little, like their old timey, you know, fantasy dialogue and modern setting. And it's pretty good. I, I really love the, I love that you get to see the little flashbacks of their courtship and they're so fun the way Taika Waititi, you know, but you see him going on dates and going out to dinner and they do like rollerblading, you know, like it was, it was really fun to see because he just, it's not something you get a lot in the Marvel movies. It's, it's all turmoil, you know, it's like none of the relationships can work out, right? It's like, oh, well, Black Widow can't be with Hulk because Hulk is rage monster and this person can't, be, they're too damaged. And so it was nice to have like at least a little bit of, look, these people are together. Isn't it cute when, you know, it's fun to see some nice romance and Bailey got super excited when they got a kiss on the Viking ship. Of course. So it's, it's nice. They got to have that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I liked that. So one of my favorite things about it, right. Was there was, so there was so a lot of scenes that were like very relationship focused and like, you know, let's, let's, let's sit down. Let's talk about it. But every time it was like one where you could consider like, okay, if this is two people talking, this is a really serious conversation. So instead mm-hmm. of him and Natalie Portman having this, it's going to be him and Mjolnir. Like he's going to be talking to Mjolnir or he's going to be talking to mm-hmm. to Stormbreaker or something, you know, and just like, so there was like a lot of the whole thing dedicated to people having like relationship discussions, but it was all, well, it's just going to be mm-hmm. him and the weapons for most of it. And like they're, coming back together i guess like storyline is going to be very simple of like them having like one conversation where it's like yeah no yeah no like we like it fell apart because we weren't there for each other and now we are so it's fine Mm -hmm. you know kind of thing where it's it's like right the ham like 
the one that's emotional and him having to be like, no, no, I still, no, it's fine. Like, no, like this, it's all fine is Stormbreaker and not Mighty Thor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. I, you kind of talked about having the big reveal of, of Natalie Portman as Thor in the trailer, which I agree, you know, I would have rather have seen that in the theater, yeah. but <clears throat> I will say aside from that, I really appreciate the trailers basically only use footage from the first 20 minutes of the movie. Yeah. Like everything that I saw in the trailer was like, no, that was just like the intro first 20 minutes of the movie or so everything else happens after that. So I really appreciated that. That it seemed like, you know, all the major plot stuff that happens at the end isn't in there. Which I thought was really cool. I did have the movie spoiled for me. <laughs> we were parked about to go into the theater and we were trying to rack our brains, be like, what happened to Jane Foster in Thor 2? Like, because I remember she was written out of, you know, she wasn't in, and, you know, she was Ragnarok. like kind of in Endgame for half a second. But, you know, she wasn't in Ragnarok and she, you know, she kind of disappeared from the MCU for a bit. And I knew yeah. she kind of wasn't happy with how it went. And most people didn't really like the Dark Thor, Dark World anyway. Anywho, so I was, I like Googled Thor, Dark World, what happens to Jane Foster, whatever. <laughs> and I and it was one of those Google things where it like pulls a little snippet from the website and puts it on. And I read it and I was like, okay, Nathan Portman sees you surprised to hear in Valhalla. I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> and then I looked at the the, the website from like, this isn't about the dark world. This is about the one I'm just about to go see. And she's in Valhalla. That means she died. You know, I was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I just spoiled the movie yeah. for myself. But as soon as I found out she had saying. cancer, I was like, okay, well, you know, yeah, she's you know, it was it ended up being like not the biggest spoiler in the world, but I was just like. Oh man, I avoided spoilers all week because we saw it a few days after it came out. It's hard. It's hard out here. Yeah, I like. Be the... careful on. Be careful on that internet, kids. Oh yeah, it'll get you. Yeah, I liked that when uh, when Thor first interacts with her, right? That he uh, <laughs> he like slams his hammer down to like get his like his costume back on that he hasn't worn yet. And he makes it, <laughs> like, that's why it's, it's shinier more and bigger. bigger. Yeah. It's the giant helmet. Yeah. yeah. Uh. And it, I was like, oh, that's funny. There's like a good excuse for him to have like the more colorful, uh, like comic book type. Mm-hmm. Costume it, was, it was kind of fun to see like the Asgardians fighting too. Cause I feel like that's something they had in the first two Thor movies that was kind of missing from Ragnarok just cause it's Thor off in space doing stuff. It was fun to see Asgardians fight a little bit and do like their battle cheers. Like they're so excited when Natalie Portman shows up and Thor's like, who's this new guy? You know, who are they cheering for? Yeah. And was, then having the kids do the fight later shoot, you know, it's, cause it's such like a warrior kind of culture. And that was a big part. I feel like of the first two Thor movies was they kind of highlight that. So yeah. I did, it was kind of a fun thing to have in the movie. I also liked the fact that Tiger did, uh, he did, he did the, he did the Asgardians dirty. <laughs> In, in Ragnarok, right? Where he's just like, all right, so Hela's just going to kill all of them. <laughs> and, like, they're yeah. going to go down like nothing. Like, they're going to blow over, like, a house of cards, all right? And it's going to be, they're going to be, put up no resistance. Versus, and then this one, have it mm-hmm. be like, oh, no, the Asgardians are going to be like, it's harder for him to come in and mess with them than anybody else that he's messed with so far. Yeah, yeah. Because it's like, yeah, I mean, they're supposed to be. <laughs> like bigger, tougher than most races, you know? So it would make sense. Right. So I liked that. I really liked would I liked the, the Thor, I liked Thor leaning more into him having the powers of Odin now that Odin's gone mm. and like being able to do the same stuff, like 
grant the powers of Thor. And I like to be like, for a limited time only. <laughs> you know, like yeah. to all the kids. And yeah, uh, that was really awesome. Like just him, him being like, yeah, no, this is something I can do. And then it being funny with him being like, just for a little while. <laughs> They're not all permanently Thor. And then like right. the, showing the kids with all their little, the different weapons that they'd picked up and like the little girl with her bunny that shot lasers and stuff. I thought that was fun. Yeah. This is a Thor, fun uh, movie. All right. I just saw a nugget. Uh, if you're wondering about how big he was, 231 pounds. Yeah. So that's a, that's a big boy. I saw a really great bit and I, I wish I, I thought I wrote it down, but I guess I didn't. There were some deleted scenes. There were some... Oh, there were a few deleted scenes that didn't make it in with some really interesting features. The one I remember, I'm remembering now, is um, Christian Bale had a scene with Peter Dinklage um, as the, wasn't this blacksmith guy? Mm-hmm. That just didn't make it to the cutting room floor. And then there was like a comedy scene. I forget who it was, but it was someone really funny. And I was like, I can't believe they didn't make the final cut. But Taika was like, yeah, we had some really great features in the movie some really great scenes and it was just like sometimes a scene is so great on its own but when you throw it in the movie it makes it too long or it just kind of kills the momentum of the story and so i was like oh, i would love to see those deleted scenes there were um there were two or three i was like oh man i wish that was in the movie so i'm hoping this is actually one that i'll probably go and try to check out some special features for when it comes to disney plus and see if there's any way to see those yeah and it's definitely one I'm, i might try to catch this again in theaters it was just a blast yeah, I liked it. I was glad that I went to go see it in theaters. It was a packed theater when we went. Um, mm-hmm. Ours was pretty full. So that was it was on a, a Monday. Fun. Monday yeah. evening, it was very full. Yeah, I can't remember. I think we went to go see it on like a random Tuesday or Wednesday. So again, it was like another random weeknight that I was like kind of surprised because it was also like one of the last showings of the day. Mm-hmm. So usually yeah. there's only a couple people there, and it was full, which I got you know. Like I told you last week, I got to experience the weirdest like interaction. I, I don't know interaction, but like people talking in the theater mm-hmm. at all. Where it was like, there's a lot of Indian people where I live, and so they were like talking as though they were translating, but they were just repeating lines in mm. English to the people next to them. But like someone would be like, "What?" and to a line that was not mumbled or said quietly, and then they would just repeat like one word of the line, and they'd be like, oh, "Okay." Nice. And I was like, "What's <laughs> happening? What is going on? Are you trying? You're not translating it. You're just saying it again. What is happening?" So I was very confused because it wasn't yeah. like they were disrupting the movie. It was like the same kinds of things, or like you would repeat a funny line because that happened a couple of times, but just instead of whispering it, not saying it loudly, like down the line, just in a normal appropriate indoor talking voice <laughs> yeah just during a movie and i was so confused so confused though <laughs> whenever it would happen but it's too the funny. movie brought me back every time cody brought me back yeah. natalie portman brought me back into this movie yeah right. it was an interesting character for natalie portman because just like they reinvented thor for ragnarok they very much reinvented jane foster and i feel like they were almost trying to be like okay she's thor now so she's kind of going to have a little bit of that like thor his kind of goofy personality, which I thought was interesting. Her talking about her freight, you know, I was working on my, um, like on my catchphrase. And I was thinking like, what about if I was like, eat my hammer or it was, it was just weird to see Natalie Portman in like, I don't like a comedy role, but also she has cancer. (laughs) Yeah. Which I, it's funny because I thought of it very similar. Like she came across to me as similar to the Natalie, like the Jane Foster from the first Thor 
because the whole tone mm. of Dark World is much more serious. But like, she never came across as like a super serious character. Like she can just as like a normal person. So it's like what reacting to having normal, an Asgardian there. Yeah, if you yeah. gave a normal person the powers of Thor, what would they be? And they'd be like, they would that be really excited fun, yeah. and be like, okay, here's the deal. I got to figure out my costume. I got to figure out my catchphrase. I'm a superhero now, you know? Wow. So um, I, to me, it just came across mm-hmm. like very much, very similar. So it's interesting I saw, that you're like thinking of it. Yeah. I saw, I just saw an interesting uh, trivia. So Chris Hemsworth's wife, Chris Hemsworth's wife, Elsa Pataki, Pataki, Pataki. I think she's Portuguese, right? Anywho, mm-hmm. she's in some of the fast movies. She is the wolf woman when they talk about some of his ex lovers. So she's the wolf woman, which is fun. Yeah, I loved a wolf woman on a wolf. So isn't that his line? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they're riding a big wolf. Oh man, I don't know. I yeah, there's some, quite a bit of little uh, Easter eggs that are in their ship, their bars. Uh, called Cocktails and Dreams, which is Tom Cruise's bar. He opens up at the end of the movie Cocktail, the 1988 movie Cocktail. So my dad pointed that one out to me. I was like, oh, I didn't even clock that because I haven't seen Cocktail. But I don't know. Is there is there much else to say? Do you want to talk about... Um, oh, do you want to talk about... Tyler, we're gonna have, I'm so sorry. We're going to have to pause. I My bladder is going to explode. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's it's fine. We can pause it. We can pause it for you. I'm gonna pause. I'll be right back. Ready? Three, three, two, one. Do you want to talk about the uh, budget and the reception and all? Yeah, I think it's it'd be good because I was kind of shocked when I saw some of the, the scores here. You know, like. Disgusted. Can I guess the uh, budget? Do I want to guess the budget? Do you? You can. And can I you, guess? I mean, the you can. Can you though? I mean, I don't know. It's a Marvel movie, so is it like two, two ten, two fifteen, two two fifteen million, two hundred fifty million, two one five mil. It's two hundred fifty. You fool! Ah, absolute. How much has it made so far? It's just been a week, right? A week or two. Cool. Um, I've got conflicting numbers here, so let me uh, let me click. So IMDb says the gross worldwide so far is seven hundred and just shy of seven hundred thirteen million. Uh, Wikipedia has it at five hundred and ninety seven. Point nine million. All right. As of yesterday's, with the numbers on here are. So. Okay, so the so that's. So the the correct number is the seven hundred thirteen. Wow, that's doing pretty. I mean. That's got some time to coast too. Yeah, it's done that all in two weeks. It did or week fall off like weeks, a I lot. I know Ooh. I saw it like dropped off like sixty or eighty percent or something like that. Um, really? the second weekend, so people were like, "It's failing," and I was like, "I mean, it's already doubled its money almost, like right." So, 
Has yeah. it failed or are you just saying it failed? Because it's like everybody goes to see it. And then I think it also struggles from the fact that it we everybody knows it's going to be on Disney Plus in like another few weeks. So it's it's not like it's going to get a ton mm-hmm. of people going back to see it in the theater. People going to see it in the theater once and then yeah. like, all right, I'll watch it again in 30 days on Disney Plus. Yeah. So... I mean, it's also a matter of like competition too because like june there were a ton of blockbuster movies trying to get stuff i feel like july is a lot yeah. quieter for blockbusters because you know, last month it was like jurassic park and top gun trying to see who would stay strong I mean, top gun came out a little before then but anyway what else is going on right now that will minions. drop people away minions which made like i mean minions did well but it's not like gonna perform like a marvel movie yeah so I don't know what it's what it's competing against. I'm honestly shocked by the Rotten Tomato score on this movie. Yeah. Are you disgusted by it? Um, so I am. Do you want to do our scores or do you want to talk reception? Uh, well, let's talk reception and then let's talk about how wrong they are, Cody. Cool. So I'm looking at this and uh, <laughs> the tomato meter is a whopping 68%. And the audience score is 79%, which really kind of shocks me. Because for me, this was as funny, if not funnier, than Ragnarok, which is what a lot of people loved about Ragnarok. And I thought I had a great heart to the story. I mean, maybe it's a little more erratic than Ragnarok. Ragnarok, I feel like, felt a little more level-headed, you know? It was more even, at least, with what it was doing, whereas this one was like, no, we're going big all over the place, which I I don't mind. If it's done well, I think it can make for a really fun movie. Here's the thing, Tyler. There's nothing else. I mean, Top Gun still has a ton of showtimes at my theater. There's no other. We're talking Lightyear, Pause of Fury, The Legend of Hank. Oh, Cody. Minions. There are not. Elvis, there are not a lot of movies that are going to draw a crowd Fury, right now that are new. I think the this biggest one blockbuster ever to hit the big screen. I guess if that look, if that's what you're saying, you got to be right. It's oh, it's Kung yeah. Fu Panda. All right, but it, who did it? Sony. Yeah. Ricky Gervais, Michael Sarah. Okay, hold on. Is it any? Good? I don't know. It looks. It, I'm yeah, getting distracted. I mean, it, trust me, I'll end up seeing this movie. I will let you know. It was. It was one of those. I, when I saw the trailer, I was like, "What is this cast they've got together? <laughs> what are we doing?" It's fine. Okay. That is crazy, though. I think the meta score for Thor was pretty low, too. I think I saw on IMDb. It was like 60 or something. Yeah, so just to remind you, so Ragnarok has a 93% on Rotten Tomatoes, 74 Metacritic, and 7.9 on IMDb. We're sitting at a... Love and Thunder sitting at a 57 meta score and a 6.9. Disgusting. All right. Uncultured. What do people not like about swine. it? Swine. I'll tell you exactly what they don't like, Cody. I th- I think it. I know what you it tell is. me, and Hold I'll on. tell you. Are Probably. we going to say the same thing? On the okay, I'm going to say three, two, one, then okay. say your reason. Okay, three, two, Natalie one. Portman. Natalie Portman. Yeah. <laughs> but really, Thor one and two didn't get great reviews, and they have Natalie Portman. Thor three got great reviews, and then this, and the Star Wars movies. Did. Natalie Portman is a great actress. We all know this. Is she a box office curse for blockbusters? Well, 
I don't think necessarily that it's Natalie Portman killing the movie. I think it's because the core audience of as much as people want to act like the core audience of, you know, comic book movies is everybody nowadays. Everybody Mm -hmm. is probably, you know, it's like, look, I'm looking at you, everybody. I'm looking you dead in the eye right now. Mm -hmm. And I'm telling you right now, the only reason you don't like this movie is because there's a lady who is Thor. All right. There's a girl who does not have a wiener who is Thor. All right. And that bothers you, Mm -hmm. everybody. And I'm calling you out about it. No, that checks out. I guarantee you that if she wasn't Thor or she was just in it as like a damsel in distress or something, you know, like she was just there helping them with the science stuff or something like that. And they're you know, that wasn't part of it. People be like, oh, it's a fantastic movie, even if it was the exact same movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's the patriarchy. Yeah. It's bringing it down. I'm sure some people probably it's those dip darn well, misogynists. Here, can, while you while you talk about your outrage, I'll click into the Rotten Tomatoes and read all some of the snippets of their bad takes. Yeah, I just like I said, it goes this movie goes big on whatever it does so it can be like i don't know it can be very over the top okay i thought in a very delightful way and i don't know this person says enjoyable but empty and i'm telling you the heart of this movie and the ending i can't think of a better you know a more like kid cody i I just i want to mobilize our our fan base of of seven or however many people we have against the new yorker Mm-hmm. The film passes through the nervous system <laughs> without delivering any sustenance or even leaving a residue. What the f is that? What does that mean, Richard Brody? If you worked for me, I would fire you for writing that in a movie. What does that mean? Without delivering any sustenance, wow. are you a vamp? Are you like a? Are you? Are you a vampire, a movie vampire? Are you Morbin on this movie? Is that what's happening? I bet you this guy liked Morbius, all right? Oh, Man. gosh. I'm click- I am um, clicked into some of the other movies. Three of the most recent movies he's done came out in 1942, 1977, and 1949. All right, so just oh, so a garbage, garbage human person. being, all right? He's out here being like, oh, this movie that came out, oh, Neptune Frost, fantastic. But he also said Top Gun Maverick was good. So, but he okay, no, but he said he enjoyed it. If you don't think about it, and it's like how how dare you, sir? <laughs> I got this is just like a user review, but it's like a top user review, you know, from IMDb. Three out of ten. Um, people seem to be mad about the use of Gore the God Butcher, and uh, like I said, I would have loved to see him in there more. But I thought he was great for what he was. Anyway, I rolled my eyes too often. The jokes came zooming by too often. Guns N' Roses music was used too often. The goat screamed way too often. I was like, you're naming pros here, sir. These are all these are all good things. Man. I just I don't I'm know. I'm just what reading to say. some of these little snippets and I'm just like, I've never had so many bad This guy takes. says, I wish I was more tired so I could take a nap throughout during this movie. Man. Wow. What? Wow. I don't know. I just don't. 
I don't agree, but I really, I really resonate with Taikovitidi's <laughs> humor. I think yeah. everything he does is so yeah. funny, you know? Uh, the, so him turn it up. I don't mind yeah. that one. There's bit. a, there's a couple of reviews I saw where someone's like, it's just like, he's trying to make it exciting, but it's too boring. And it's like, I don't know what kind of movies you're watching, man, but it's like, you're a film critic <laughs> and you see the other movies that people are watching and they're watching like, I don't know. What's the, what's the what's the most boring movie we watched? The Witch. They're watching like The Witch, like the exciting thrill ride of adventure. It's like this movie boring. It's like I think mm-hmm. you're a psychopath. I think you're a crazy person. Well, it's interesting too because people people seem to be mad that it's turned up so much, but I think that's where the humor is supposed to come from. Because even in the beginning, when Thor's running around doing stuff with his hammer, you know, you see the Guardians rolling their eyes. We're like, oh man, this guy. <laughs> we're still doing, you know still dealing with this guy and so when ridiculous thing hap- things happen you're supposed to you're supposed to laugh with them uh i don't know it's it's sad to it's such what a joyful movie you know what a what an absolute delight and it's you know if you can't enjoy this what can you I enjoy i think there's no joy in people's lives i think that's the problem today you know i think taiko watiti's out here just like let's have fun together and they're like how dare you have fun you know, it's kind of like, Cody, it's like if you think back to, you know, anytime you've seen like a political debate and there's two guys on stage and one guy's like, hey, so this is how I would fix the other problem. And the other guy's like, stupid, that wouldn't work. Let's just hate this guy. And everybody's like, yeah, that guy is stupid. And then they kill that guy. That's kind of what's happening, I feel like, with this movie, right? Mm. You know? It's like these. Uh, let's yeah, just I let's just, just agree to hate all other film critics. Only get your film takes from the opinion. We have the opinions. Let me. We have all of them. We have them. We have them. Here's the thing. Think about this. I want you. To, let's do a, what they call in academia a thought experiment. Imagine a double feature. The Batman. And Thor Love and Thunder. Uh, Can you picture two more different super takes on superhero no. movies? So this year, Robert Pattinson's Batman and Taika Waititi's Thor Love and Thunder. It's like the exact opposite yes. movie, right? You didn't like the Batman that much. I did enjoy the Batman quite a bit. I just I felt like they took um, everything that I loved and took a huge steaming turd on it, Cody. Yeah, talk yeah. about a boring I don't know. movie. I just, right? I don't know what people. What do people want? You know this. And like what? What I think is crazy about this. So many of these user reviews. They're like, look, I loved Ragnarok. That's a top five Marvel movie for me. I was like, well, if you loved Ragnarok, I don't see why you couldn't hold this near and dear to your heart. Fun too, fact: you know? the New Yorker also hated the Batman. Same guy. Wow, same guy. Richard Brody, let's just get him fired, all right? Let's call him out specifically, okay? Meh, I don't know, maybe not. I mean, just maybe not get him fired, but get him demoted with no pay cut. All right, let's do that as a team. Yeah. I did. I thought it was interesting at the end of this movie, they did the Thor is, Thor will return. They did that at the end of this one, the end of the credits, and I think Taika was like, I didn't even know they were going to put that in there. I was very surprised. But I think him and Chris are both open to doing more. Like, hey, if we have a good take and a good way to take the story and something new and interesting to do, we would do it again. But 
also, how are you getting, I mean, of course, if anyone can get a director they want to get, it's Marvel. Um, but, you know, you got Taika lined up for Disney, and he also writes his own scripts for other things. And I just wonder, would we get another Taika one, or would they give someone else a crack at it? It's hard, because I would say everyone loves his movies so much, but people are very upset. What happened? Was there something, did something happen that week that people were like, no, I'm, I'm just, I just want to watch a sad movie this week? What happened? Just you know, just the joy was sucked from from everyone's hearts. You know, but Tyler, so I good. loved this movie. I thought I I'm telling you, I walked out satiated. I walked after that ending, after the ending of this movie, I was like, you know what? I just laughed for two hours, and I felt warm and fuzzy. So, as are you saying, as it passed through your brain, what else it could you ask? Sustenance. I mean, I didn't. I didn't eat for two days after I watched this movie. I was so sustained. It left a lot of residue all over my wow. brain matter. All right, I tell you what, it is filthy with it. I'm still washing it out. <laughs> Awful lot of residue. Oh wow! Wow. So, but what wow. would you wow. grade it, Cody? Boring and unfunny. Traded tickets for Black Phone. Sorry, someone else's review. I watched the Black Phone. Pretty good. Not as good as this. Okay. My yes. rating, are you ready? On a letter grade scale, are I'm you prepared. prepared? You're not ready. Look, you're not ready, but I'll I'll give it to you. This one's an A for me. Solid A. It's just shy of an A plus because of some of the clunky bits and bops, but it was funny enough and heartfelt enough. I'm gonna give this an A. I enjoyed it immensely. I think it's a D minus for me. Tyler, you're conflicted. No, it's a. (laughs) (laughs) Tyler, don't don't make me end this poll podcast. Don't don't make me clear our servers and. No, I I think I agree with you. It is it's an A. It is like I don't know what I I can't put my finger on it because I didn't think that it was as clunky as I think that you do. But there, it's just like Mm -hmm. it is one it one something shy of like A plus easy but i would say it's on par in my mind with ragnarok definitely yeah because my only gripe with ragnarok would be not enough cork and they gave me more cork all right here's the thing that i liked that's true there's okay, a good bit so of cork in, in this one it, you know you played uh sony's god of war right so you everybody knows about the the head mm-hmm. the guy with the head that tells the stories right yeah which is a thing from Norse mythology. Yeah. I loved that Korg got only his face alive and he got put on his belt just mm-hmm. like that. And he's telling the stories. And I was like, that's another, I like, I liked mm-hmm. a lot of the funny little nods to some of the more ridiculous things in North North mythology. Is that like Korg's the one he's like, I've seen it all. I'll tell you this. Gather around. Let me tell you these stories. And it's like, and he's on his belt just like in that, just like that. And it's fun. You know, Corey yeah. and Dwayne. Wow. Yeah, I mean, for, for as wacky as this movie goes, it's not for nothing. It's well thought out. There's tons of little Easter eggs. And like you said, he obviously went deep into the comics, deep into Norse mythology. and was like, hey, let, let's get all these elements in here and let's slap on my brand of humor. Yeah. And I thought it really worked. And it breaks my heart that as Americans, we can't come together to love this. Yeah. I guarantee you, if you go through like, and frame by frame, like zoom and enhance on all of the gods in uh, whatever that place is called, 
the omnipotent city. Mm-hmm. Um, like they're all real gods from different cultures are different. And some of them are probably stupid and some of them are like probably major gods and they're really well thought out and like placed in certain, like their thrones are probably like really well thought out and like fit with their mythology and stuff. So it's like, yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. I mean that alone, it's like the movie, he, it's like, not only is it funny and all that, but it's like, it reminds me of, um, who did the baby driver movie? Edgar Wright. Edgar Wright. Like where he tries to make things in the background all the time fit with what's going on, or there's so many things mm-hmm. in the background that everything means something, you know? Who was it that tries yeah. to make every frame look like a painting? Wes Anderson. Uh, yeah, like Wes that, where it's like, Tiger <clears throat> TD does that, he's just funnier, I think, than those guys are. Like, I think he's funnier than them. Yeah. Even though those are two funny movie directors. So. Mm-hmm. Oh. People make me mad. But, you know, <laughs> just put us on Rotten Tomatoes. Way. We'll bring it up. Not by any substantial amount, but mm. certified fresh from us, right? You know? I feel like this thing's getting review bombed. Which I you think, know, I'm looking honestly, at these... I think it is. It's because there's a, you know, there's the girl Thor. People don't like that. Yeah. People are. Ragnarok yeah. was five years ago. That's here's crazy. the thing. Everybody that talks about, okay, everybody out here not liking Natalie Portman. As a, as a self-proclaimed Natalie Portman. Oh, Jeff Goldblum. Yeah, yeah. Jeff Goldblum had some scenes that ended up oh. on the cutting room floor. The as his character from right, go Do yourself a favor. Go watch one of the Team Dave or whatever one shots where it's Thor with his new roommate during like a what is it? Oh, it was during Civil yeah. War. I think that was what led to. I think that led to this. I think Tyke yeah. worked on those segments. Yeah, he did the mm-hmm. and then so but then they did that and then they did a follow up uh, couple to that with the. Uh, grandmaster as dave's new roommate and it's very funny oh my goodness oh, i didn't even so know that good. i see it team daryl yeah so go check those out and then think about your life choices if you didn't like this movie and as a self-proclaimed natalie portman not not enjoyer right uh she's fantastic uh-huh. in every movie we just need to as a society get over it you know what i'm saying but i can never get over it let me look let me put this into context for you the IMDb score for Thor Dark World, which everyone agrees is the worst Thor movie, is 6.8. And Thor Love and Thunder is a 6.9. Mm. And that yeah. makes me mad. It makes me upset. Everyone's so mad. at, And they're like, look, this is the opposite of the Dark World, and you hated that too. You know what you hate? Natalie Portman. You hate happiness. Women yeah. empowerment. You know what I'm saying? That's a word. Progress. Roe v. Wade fell. And everyone was real mad there was a lady superhero the next month. And that's, uh, there's something there. I don't know what it is, something. but it's something. Some kind of conspiracy. Man. There is. I think, I think the Supreme Court hates <gasps> Natalie Portman. I don't know. There's something going on here. Wow. Well, what a, Tyler, you ruined Just, my day. What a great movie. I got to go watch, I got to go watch Thor, 
Love and Thunder again to cleanse my palate yeah. from all these reviews. Watch it. Let it bring joy into your life. Let it just inject would, happiness in your life. I would brain. absolutely recommend this movie to anyone who likes to have joy in yeah. their lives, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. Wow. I don't think there's much else to say except the people are the worst. worst. But Cody, if they wanted better opinions, then... Look, you just got to share opinion havers. Wherever you find your podcasts, we're there. And you can come on social media and tell us why we're wrong for liking this movie. And we will come after you. Add opinion havers, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. If you want to get got, just go ahead and add us and say something bad about this movie. We will uh, we will send our screaming goats to get yeah. you. All right, that is my promise. Until next time, have watch opinions. movies. Good opinions, though, not bad ones. Don't Good be one, like bad Richard. Ones. These people out here, garbage opinions. Ugh, that's like if I gave someone cotton candy and they're like, "Oh, you're gross." I don't want it. Like, look, even if you don't like it, it's delightful, and you're gonna have two bites of it. You know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's not Here's what you do when you do COVID. Here's what I'm going to tell everybody. This is my stinger. This is my stinger for all you people. If you're like, if you didn't like this movie, look up the video of the, co- of the raccoon washing the cotton candy. And if it does not bring a smile to your face, <laughs> you need to think about your life choices. Because that's the problem. <laughs> all right? Yeah. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> the video breaks my heart. I get so sad when I see it.